This is the Concealed Carry Podcast, episode number 230. And welcome to the Concealed Carry Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I am your host, Riley Bowman. Today, I am back on the show as I understand that uh, Jacob and Matthew had to cover for me a couple days ago, and we I'm did, sorry about did. that. No, we we missed you, but uh, you missed out on some cool, some cool uh, justified stories. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I, I saw the list. I had looked at the outline. In fact, I was planning on doing the show that day, um, but an, uh, an emergency did come up, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and, and it took me away uh, unexpectedly. And um, fortunately, you and Jacob were able to slide on in there. And I think you and I were going to do it anyway. And then so it was really Jacob that had to pick up the slack, uh, which... Yeah. I think he relished the opportunity because I think he just. <laughs> I, I'm I'm confident. I haven't yet listened to the episode, but I'm confident that you got more than one dig at me. <laughs> well, I, I think the bit, he likes digging at you, and he likes to do the intro and the outro. You know, <laughs> so I, I think he he uh, selfish enjoys the uh, intro and the outro. Like, you know, I am not Riley Bowman. I am your host. <laughs> so. He likes to, you know, play host every once in a while. <laughs> so I guess it's three episodes now that I have not appeared in. So, wow, dang, I had a good run there for over two hundred. Oh well, we've had a lot. We've had a lot these last uh, couple months. So, hey, uh, today's episode is going to be a little different than anything else we've ever had on the show before. So I am really looking forward to getting into it with you, Matthew. Um, we, I just remembered too, by the way, uh, I know that you guys did a man who or guy who or whatever, uh, yes. on Tuesday and, uh, it's true. We used to do that. Like, did we do it every episode? I can't remember if we did, or if it was every other episode, I don't remember, but, uh, yeah, you know, Jacob's like, how come we're not doing that anymore? And I'm like, I don't know. You know, like we got tired of it or I don't know. Or, you know, I'll tell you, here's the thing, folks. We we always tried to think of these like random, weird, sometimes weird, often weird, probably these random, uh, uh, you know, unique things about the hosts every time that we do the episodes, and uh, it, <laughs> it it took more time probably trying to think of something interesting, silly, weird, unique, or whatever to say about one another than it did to actually like put together the episode. And so <laughs> I just got to a point, I was like, man, I can't keep spending, I don't know how much time it was. Uh, I don't know. It probably wasn't as long as what I think, but it seemed like every week as we're getting ready to record an episode, it's like, oh shoot, we got to think of a guy who uh, statement for, for one another. And we'd spend probably, you know, sometimes five, 10, 15 minutes trying to think of what that would be because we felt like we were running out of stuff. But anyway, I'm glad Jacob brought it back. At least for one episode. We'll see. <laughs> so today's episode is brought to you by Guardian Nation. GuardianNation.com is the place to check it out. It, this episode is being recorded on May 31st, last day of the month of May. And if you join Guardian Nation at the monthly level, uh, because there is a quarterly option and a yearly option, but if you join at the monthly level, today is the last day to join and 
still qualify for the next quarterly box because you got to be a member for at least the, the three months preceding the months that the boxes ship out in. So we just shipped in May. And so we had members that needed to join by the end of February. So they were members for February, March, and April. And if that was the case, then you qualified for the May box. Our next box is coming up in August, I believe. And so you've got to be a member by today uh, at the monthly level. And that way you're a member for May, June, and July. And then you get the August box. So now if you miss today, you could still join at the quarterly level and you could join anytime during the quarter up to the last day of July to uh, get the, you could join at the quarterly level and still get the box in August, or you could join at the annual level and you'll get the box, you'll get four boxes in the next year. Now here's the promise we make with the Guardian Gear boxes. The promise is that whatever dues you pay in membership you know, fees to Guardian Nation, we guarantee you're going to get at least that value back in gear. And I think that's awesome because no matter which way you slice and dice it, you either are signing up for a a box program where you are paying a certain amount and you're getting that value back at least, and it's usually more and sometimes considerably more. So you're getting at least that value back and then all the other great benefits of being a Guardian Nation member are just icing on the cake, bonus, free, additional, or everything else you're getting that value and you're getting the stuff sent to you in the box for free as a bonus, whichever way you want to look at it. So yeah, join Guardian Nation today. We, we appreciate, uh, we really, really, truly do appreciate all of you are Guardian Nation members uh, and it's fun as the organization continues to grow we can we start to see more and more of you out in the wild. Uh, I have had some random, you know, just bumping into people, and they're wearing their Guardian Nation shirt, and it's like, hey, man, and I'm wearing mine today. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, enough about that. Today's other episode sponsor is the Concealed Carry Gun Tools app. Now, this app is awesome. This is the app that ConcealedCarry.com that we created. And the app has so much to offer you. And note, please note, if you're not already aware, it's completely 100% free. There are no ads in this app. There is no cost. There is no upgrade. There is no adding on. There's nothing like that. The app is free. We promise it's going to remain free for life. And any updates that are released are going to be free updates to the app. And one of the things I wanted to, actually two things I want to highlight in the app. Number one, and I'm going there right now in the app. If you go to the maps section and then you go, so you navigate uh, on the bottom of the app. Okay, so you see newsfeed, shop, and maps. And if you go there and the first thing you'll see is reciprocity, which is cool because you can create your own custom reciprocity map just like that. Um, but you slide on over and you select at the top there instead of reciprocity, select laws. And by the way, to this evening, I'm going to be traveling to Nebraska. I'm going to be shooting in a three gun match. And so let's just pull up Nebraska right now. And I get a, in the palm of my hand in an instant, a legal summary of the most basic concealed carry firearms laws in the state of Nebraska and can view them at a glance 
And that is super handy and convenient. I could see it. I mean, I could, one thing I could see right off the bat, right here, it's the second thing. Duty to notify law enforcement. This is one thing that I, I was aware of already, but this is, you know, many of you may not know this. If you're traveling through Nebraska and you happen to get pulled over and you're carrying a gun or carrying concealed, you are required by law in the state of Nebraska to notify the officer upon official contact. So you, you, it's one of those states, not, there's actually not that many states that require it. There's, you know, many people will, including myself, will suggest that maybe you go ahead and notify law enforcement, depending on circumstances. But Nebraska requires notification to law enforcement if you are carrying concealed. The other thing I'll see here is that uh, open carry is unrestricted in most public areas. Uh, firearms at colleges are only allowed in locked cars or in parking lots. Well, it's a good thing I'm not going to any colleges. Uh, yeah, so really quick, I can just get a quick summary, legal summary right here of the most basic laws at a glance in the app. Bam. Now here's another cool thing. As I'm traveling through Nebraska and I'm like, you know what? I forgot to pick up some ammo or something for my match. I'm going to go shoot. Well, you go to the maps part of the maps tab and you can search for gun related businesses just like that. And that's also really cool because you can. We have a directory of over eighty thousand gun-related businesses, gunsmiths, gun stores, uh, gun ranges, all right there in the palm of your hands. And once again, all of this free. So, concealed carry gun tools. Go to concealedcarry.com forward slash app, and you'll get pointed whether you are on an Apple device or an Android device. You'll get pointed to the right place where you can get the latest updated version of the app and people are loving it. So we're getting great feedback on it and it's continually being improved and added to. And we just added this last week, an update where you can now pull up the podcast, the concealed carry podcast, and also our sister podcast, the not your average gun girls podcast. Those are now built into the app as well. So if you want to listen to the podcast, bam, right there in the app, mic drop. <laughs> super cool super cool app man i mean i i was blown away i had the old one um and obviously it needed to be updated in this one if they did if if you have the old one or did have the old one you're like uh you know wasn't good this is completely different um it's worth worth you downloading it's an awesome app yep make sure you have the latest and greatest uh i i think i saw uh a review the other day that seemed to indicate that it, you know, wasn't working at all or something like that. And I was like, I don't think they have the latest version <laughs> would be my guess. Uh, because, uh, we, we see the statistics and on Android devices, it's almost a hundred percent, uh, you know, uh, error free. Okay. Or crash free. And on Apple devices, which we have way more Apple users than we do Android users, uh, currently it's like 98% crash free. So, so there may be a couple of crashes here and there, and we try to fix those, you know, little issues that come through as quickly as we can. We got a full-time developer that works for our business that does his best to uh, make it awesome. So there you have it. There's our, there, there's our sponsors for today's episode. Okay. So Let's preview now what you're about to hear. Matthew and I, just a few minutes ago, we had the opportunity to interview a very special guest for the podcast. Uh, Matthew, tell us, just just give, give us a little bit of kind of how this came to be. 
Yeah. So um, I'm on Instagram, like a lot of you guys are, and uh, I see somebody come up on my, on my feed um, and she's a, it's a 10 year old girl and she's running these, uh, this uh, shooting competition. She's competing in a shooting competition, um, rimfire shooting competition. She's doing shooting steel and, um, and I'm like, holy cow, she's, she know she's shooting well, like really, <laughs> really good. Um, and this was during, you know, all the, the protests and walking out and school walkouts and everything where kids, you know, it seemed like every single kid in the world was, uh, was against firearms and everything and the world was ending. Um, and so I reached out and I said, wow, like, um, let me talk to your dad, right? First, let me talk to your dad. Um, and got in touch with her dad and said, hey, you know, I'd love to have you and your daughter come on and talk about how she got involved in shooting, competitive shooting, you know, um, what what's kind of the repercussions that have happened or, or you know, the unintended things that uh, have happened in your life and her life dealing with school and, and teachers and friends and things like that. So, yeah. Ah, cool stuff, man. So I, I just, you know, went to her Instagram this morning as we were getting ready to, to record and, uh, I was super impressed. Uh, so those that are into the, into the gram, uh, you can find her at Nami underscore shoots 365. That is N A M I underscore shoots. So S H O O T S 365. So Nami underscore shoots 365. Uh, and uh, very, very active Instagram feed and showing a lot of her competitions that she's doing or practice sessions, training sessions, whatever. And she's phenomenal. She's 10 years old and she is just killing it. Uh, and so I don't want to, you know, give it all away. We're going to get into this interview with her in just a moment. Uh, super impressed. And I'm glad you found her, Matthew. So anyway, what we did is we pre-recorded this interview. Um we, we didn't want to make a 10-year-old sit through all of our normal <laughs> whatever as we uh, get our podcast uh, uh, introduced each each episode and stuff like that. So we just record the interview, and we're going to go ahead and play that back now. So now a, a heads up, um, just because I know the last episode maybe was not – or excuse me, 228, I understand. Uh, so let me just address this now. Uh, if you gave up on episode 228 because of audio quality, um, there was about three or four minutes. Uh, we, we had initially got that interview with, uh, Marcus, uh, Weldon started the Santa shooter and his audio when we were testing things before the show went live was working fine. And then we started recording and the show went live and then all of a sudden his audio just crashed on us and we don't know exactly what happened. But we did get it sorted out. So you may have gotten in into that episode a couple of minutes into that interview and went, well, I can't understand what he's saying. And we apologize for that. Um, I, I I thought about cutting that out as we edited the episode. And honestly, I probably should have just also recorded a little bit of a, I should have inserted a little blip that, hey guys, hang on you know, for a few minutes or fast forward to this moment. Um, I'm sorry I didn't do that. But anyway, so just stick around for a couple minutes or fast forward about three or four minutes and then the audio gets better. Okay. And I'm pretty confident you can understand him once he got some, he got some, uh, he got a, a headphone and mic thing plugged into his phone that he didn't have initially. And that worked a lot better. So this one is also the, the quality is not the greatest, but I do think it's understandable. And I hope that you can bear with us. Like, yes, podcasts, we expect to be high quality audio, 
but we don't always have the ability for, for you know for me or really the guests that we interview don't always have the ability to have the greatest highest quality setup and uh, we just have to do the best we can so uh yeah but the content in this episode in this interview that we'll play back now i think is really awesome and certainly it's appropriate as well for your children i know many of you probably listen to the podcast perhaps already with your kids um maybe you only listen with your teenaged kids your 13, 14, 15 year olds or something. This one would be appropriate even for your younger kids to listen to. Uh, and Ami's got great advice and things to share with your kiddos. So anyway, Matthew, shall we play it back? Absolutely. Let's get into it. Okay. Hitting that play button now. We are going to be interviewing a competitive shooter that is just killing it on the range i've watched some videos uh this morning even and i'm kind of blown away at what i saw and so uh and and i'm really burying the lead in this introduction okay so uh a competitive shooter uh a future star i think for sure uh especially if she'll if she sticks with it like she's gonna be phenomenal and uh what else oh yeah did i did i mention that she's what 10 years old. Is that right, Nami? Are you 10 years old? Yes, I just turned 10. Wow. That is insane. Okay, so everyone, welcome to the Concealed Carry Podcast. We're we're foregoing the intro and outro that we typically do on the face even on the Facebook live streams. Um, because we are just gonna jump right into talking with Nami and her dad, Josh, about uh youth shooting, getting kids into guns uh appropriately, teaching them safety and even getting him to com- into competitive shooting, uh, which Nami is doing and is a rock star at, at a very young age of 10 years old. Nami, I've got a son that is 11, and he'll be 12 in September. And I'd like to say that I've taught him how to shoot, but he doesn't shoot as good as you shoot yet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Nami, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and dad uh, as well. Well, my name is Nami. I'm 10 years old and... You've been shooting about... She's been shooting yeah, about a year? Yeah, I've been shooting about a year with my coach at Defender Outdoor Shooting Center. And, yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And dad? Um... Yeah, uh, I conceal carry. I don't shoot like her. I just load the mags and drive to the matches and, you know, pay, pay uh, registration fees. And that's about it. Enjoy it. And that's about it. Nice. Nice. So tell us, how did, and, and, and Nami, you can answer if you'd like, or Dad can answer, but tell, tell us, how did you first get into shooting? When did that all start? Well, we already went hunting, and my dad would take me to the range a couple times a month. But one day, I was it was close to duck season, and we were walking through Cabela's getting some shotgun shells. And to the right, I see Jerry Mitchellick and Lena Mitchellick. So I go up to them. They sign my hat that I'm wearing right now. Um, nice. And um, I found out they had a YouTube channel, so I decided to watch a couple of their videos and. Um, Jerry Mitchellick was unreal, and I was like, I want to be just like him. So <laughs> I wanted to do that. 
So I went up to my dad and said, I want to do competitive shooting for my sport because my dad said, you're not just going to sit around all day and do nothing. (laughs) And then, so my dad emailed a couple of ranges and no one really responded back to teach me anything. But one day when he was driving home, he heard a commercial for Defender Outdoor Shooting Center and he emailed and Finally, my coach now, Sam Moore, emailed back and said, yeah, I'd love to teach her. And um, he's helped me a lot in getting better. Like, he's made me go from 50 rounds a week to, like, 450 rounds at matches. And, mm. yeah. Impressive. Wow. Really good. Now, what, what are – when you – all those rounds that you're shooting, what, what, what kind of rounds are those? Um, when I'm shooting at competition, I shoot CCI mini mags. And when I'm just um, messing around, I usually use a Gleelas. Um, yeah, a Gleela 22 and Blazer. <laughs> now, I love that response, uh, Matthew, because I asked, like, what is she shooting? And she gives me the exact like brands and types i was expecting i shoot 22 or whatever yeah a lot of people i mean even like you ask somebody hey what kind of gun you carry i carry a nine millimeter it's like all right but you know your stuff you're like hey this is what i carry i don't carry anything else that's that's cool that's cool yeah (laughs) you better know your stuff (laughs) (laughs) nice so you you decided you were interested in shooting, Nami. Uh, did, did you just tell your dad or, or mom or whomever, just like, hey, I want to do that? And they just jumped right on board with that? Well, it wasn't like a huge shock since we would go hunting and sure. range every once in a while. So when I told my dad, he was like, all right, let's try and let's see if you're good at it. And then he told my mom and um, here we are now. that's amazing uh what kind of guns do you shoot i i have two smith and wesson 22 victories and one ruger 22 what's your favorite um i don't know i like all of them yeah that's a good (laughs) answer (laughs) so it looks like you uh enjoy shooting steel quite a bit Uh, you do some uh steel challenge type shooting is that right yes yeah that's awesome so in in the rimfire world in 22 caliber world we refer to that as as the rimfire challenge uh i was just blown away nami when i watched uh several of your videos posted on instagram uh at how consistently and quickly you were nailing those steel plates so tell tell us i'm curious for those of us out in the world that are trying to become better shooters and there's many of us, and I know you're trying to get better too, but what, are, what is going through your mind when you are shooting? Uh, are, you're familiar with the outer limits, right? The, the stage. Oh yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Well, I saw you shot shooting it. That's the one where you could start on one side and you got to shoot a couple of steel plates and you got to run the other side and shoot yeah. the rest of them. Right. That is probably the hardest stage in steel challenge for the world's top shooters even. Uh, what's going through your mind when you're shooting something like that? Um, 
run instead of walk, and that's a big problem for me. Uh-huh. I walk, and my dad's like, "What are you doing? Run, run!" <laughs> so um, that's probably the biggest problem. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, I, I love it because you know you're you're thinking. So, are you thinking at all about what you're doing with the gun in your hands, or about putting the sights on target, pulling the trigger, anything like that? Um. I always try to keep my um, finger that's on top of the lower finger down as much as possible because sometimes when I'm trying to shoot really fast, one of my thumbs will kick up and throw the safety on it and that'll throw me off a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Oh, man, I don't think I could shoot uh, rimfire challenge as fast as you shoot it, so I think I'm going to have to get out and practice. I told you, I told you, uh, uh, Riley before the show, he's like, Hey, do you have our Instagram account? I send it over and I'm like, check out these videos. And I mean, <laughs> I, I, that's how I ended up actually contacting you guys. Um, is I saw you on, on Instagram and I was blown away and I said, you know, we got to get, we got to get you on, on the, uh, the podcast and let everybody know, um, not only how, how well, you know, what, what a good shooter you are, but kind of your, um, I wanted it, you to tell them your story and, and hear from your dad a little bit about, you know, everything that goes into not just shooting, but you know, you are a 10 year old girl, you know, and you have 10 year old girl things that you like to do outside of shooting. But, um, sometimes, you know, in the big picture in the big world, um, shooting or people that shoot kind of get a bad rap and, you know, just kind of wanted to, um, you know, kind of let you talk, uh, talk to the audience and let them know, Hey, you're just a normal girl who likes shooting. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Seem like a normal girl to me. I have a five-year-old daughter and I'm thinking when she's 10 years old, I want to be just like, wanted to be just like you. <laughs> nice. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> so Nami, uh, do your friends know at school, do, do your friends know that you shoot like you do? Not many people. It's only my close friends and some family, but other people will just say I do volleyball. I don't know why, just that was the first that came to mind when my sister <laughs> asked me if I did a sport and I started freaking out, so I said volleyball. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Um yeah, great. No, so you know, my son, I told you he's 11 and his name is Scott. And he just recently told me that he's like, Dad, I think I really want to start getting into competitive shooting. And it's something I've been thinking about, you know, as far as as like as he gets more and more involved in that. In fact, I'm taking him to a match with me this weekend. He's not going to be shooting in it, uh, but he's he's going along to continue learning and and he'll ha- help and stuff. It's a three-gun match. So, um Still working on getting him ready for his first three gun. Uh, it might be a little, little bit more longer, but anyway, I've kind of wondered, Nami, like what might happen as his friends or teachers or other people start hearing that that he's really getting into that. Do you sometimes get some interesting questions? Yeah, because once someone at my church found out and they said, "Do you murder people?" and I said, "Oh wow." What? Why would I kill someone? Boy, how did that make you feel hearing a question like that? 
very weird because a ten-year-old girl shooting people. Yeah, that, that's kind of that's a strange way to respond. I think, Dad, what do you think about all this? Uh, I don't really. Uh, I mean, I think she's lucky enough that uh, we spend enough time at the range and at the different matches that she's able to be around uh, people with you know somewhat similar views, similar interests. Uh, you know that she's not just isolated where she has to keep it under wraps from everybody. You know, we're at the range probably four or five times a week in a match every other weekend. You know, everybody there's all on board usually with everything. So, you know, we try to keep the negativity as much as we can and the hassle as much as we can to a minimum. Yeah. So, I, I really appreciate the example that you're setting as her father, uh, you know, supporting her for one to chase her dreams and her passions, uh, but also in just educating her from an early age about firearm safety and, and, you know, that firearms can be appreciated and enjoyed in a positive way, especially when we see so much negativity uh, around. So do you, I mean, I guess, Along with that, as a as an exam, the example that you're setting, uh, what do you tell, or do you get those kind of opportunities to kind of talk with others about uh, bringing their kids into the shooting sports, uh, and what do you tell them? Uh, I actually we haven't met a ton of people really younger than her. We're kind of the new kids on the block. We're the ones learning at each match what to do, what not to do. Uh, so I haven't really had the opportunity to give much advice and she would probably be a better lead by example as far as, you know, yeah, she taught our, she, she taught my wife how to shoot. So that was, oh, about, nice. that was about the extent of, you know, my teaching. Yes. Yeah. Let, let me tell you, that's probably, that's a good, good thing. Is anybody who, who tries to teach their spouse how to shoot, it's better not done. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Leave some, let somebody else teach your spouse how to shoot. Cause, uh, I think she's probably tougher than I would be. She's a <laughs> pretty no nonsense coach. So <laughs> nice. By the way, a couple of our viewers on Facebook uh, have some interesting or funny things to say here. Uh, Bill says Riley is too slow. Anyway, he wouldn't be able to run. <laughs> That's probably true. You're probably faster than me, Nami. But also, Aaron says, this is awesome and inspiring. And I, I agree with that. So, a couple more questions for you guys. Um, Dad, wh why do you conceal carry? Uh, that's right. Like, like she said, crazy people that'll do crazy things, and you just you never know. Uh, I didn't used to carry, and I just slowly, I guess... You know, once you get kids, you get some, you know, you're going to protect them. You know, hopefully nothing will ever happen, but it's uh, it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it, that old saying. Mm -hmm. So I get a, if I go out without it, I get a yelling, she'll, she'll yell at you and remind you that you need to be wearing, your, you know, you need to be carrying. Sometimes I'll slip out to the grocery store with not carrying, uh, you know. Yeah, you'll get a 20-minute lecture on why you need to carry everywhere. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, she can't carry right now until she gets older, right? So she's uh, she's relying on you to be the uh, the line of defense right there. Exactly. She's not going to let me fail. <laughs> right. uh, what do you think, Nami? When you 
turn, I guess, 21 probably. Will you uh, get your license to carry in, in Texas there and carry concealed yourself? Definitely. Yes. Good deal. Good deal. <laughs> I, I had a quick question, Nami. Um, now, I know you said you went hunting with your dad and, and you've kind of grown up around guns and things, but um, if you can remember for the people that, you know, might just be trying to get their kids into shooting or uh, maybe somebody's listening and, and they haven't shot a gun yet, what explain, I mean, you're a 10 year old girl. And a lot of times I even have people that come out to the range and it's the first time they've ever shot and they're terrified of the gun. So how did you get over, you know, you're, you're, you're a 10 year old girl. Um, you, you have this gun in your hand. How did you get over the, the fears or the initial, you know, jitters of, of shooting a gun? Um, I'm actually not really sure. <laughs> Is it too long ago to remember? But see, that's, that's great because you progress and you learn the proper technique and it allows you to, uh, to be more confident. How about when you shot your first, uh, competition? How, how did you feel then? Um, I felt nervous, but I had a lot of fun. But now when I look back at the scores, I'm like, that was so slow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Nice. Uh, by the way, Aaron says, uh, Josh, Aaron says, sounds like she'll be protecting you, Dad. Um, here's a question from Aaron. Another, another Aaron. We have, we have, yeah, we have two Aarons uh, viewing. And another Aaron says, a question for you, Nami. I'm going to ask you this. Are 22s fun to clean? No, they are not. <laughs> it takes me like two hours for each gun to clean. <laughs> but but you clean your own guns, it sounds like. Yes. Good, good on you. And good on you, Dad. Yeah, and carries her own range bag, cleans her own guns, helps load the mags, you know. I, th I just think that's really, not only, I mean, we look at her as a shooter, right? But um, the fact that, carrying a firearm or, or shooting a firearm obviously um, requires so much responsibility, right? And so as a 10-year-old, you're already developing a lot of um, skills and, and personality traits that are really going to help you later down, in the later down the road. I mean, whether or not you continue shooting or not, I'd love that you would, and I, I'm sure you will. Um, but you're developing that responsibility and the work ethic. And, and you know, and I think um, not only that, but the ability to be proud in what you do and, and, and because it would be very easy for you to kind of succumb to, uh, you know, I don't like people thinking that I'm a bad person for shooting a gun. I don't like having to tell my friends, you know, that I play volleyball. I want them to, you know, I want to be able to share this link to my friends and have them watch me on this, on this podcast, but I have to be careful of who I share it with. So I think you're developing a lot of personality traits that are really going to help you later down in the road that you don't even you don't even realize it yet. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I know the rough years are ahead of us, so I'm hoping to <laughs> build that character now. Nice. So, so what about what? What about uh, you're you're obviously too young to be dating, but what about when you're when you start dealing with boys? Are you gonna uh, ha have to take them to the range and show them how to shoot, or what? 
There you go. There you go. <laughs> <clears throat> right on. You're, you're going to flip things around, you know, the, the, the classic uh, image, you know, that people have in their minds of guy coming to pick up their, you know, a, a father's daughter on a date and the dad is sitting there cleaning his guns, right? Instead, it'll be the opposite, right? You'll be sitting there cleaning your guns and dad will be, over, you know, looking over your shoulder going, yeah, don't mess with her, right? <laughs> make, make my job easier. <laughs> um, so, Nami, what would you say to other uh, kids, uh, you know, your age or close to your age uh, that maybe are are thinking about getting into shooting, but maybe are a little bit scared or intimidated to do so. Any words of advice or encouragement? Just do it. It's fun. It's awesome. The people are great, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's awesome. Yeah. Who, who, who are the favorite, favorite people you've met so far in your journey? Obviously the Mitchell X, right? Yeah. Anyone else on that list? Uh, met Cole Bush and Cheyenne Dalton. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I think you met someone at uh, the NRA meetings. Uh, was it Justine Williams? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's pretty cool, right? Yeah. It's pretty fun to see these other young people uh, getting started at a young age. So it's fun. Just do it. Those are good words of advice. Anything you want to add as far as uh, safety? Like, is there any tips you have about making sure that we stay safe? Um, always listen to the ROs. Hmm. The rules. So always listen to the range officers. Anything else? The normal rules of shooting. Finger off the trigger. Safety on. Flag gun, maybe. Always make sure it's unloaded. All that stuff you've probably grown up with since you were walking in the woods with your dad, huh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of stuff uh, in the future do you think that you would be interested in? Right now, you know, you're doing uh, competitive shooting and things like that. Um, you know, rimfire stuff. What what kind of stuff in the future do you think that interest is, interests you that you'd like to get involved in? Maybe party gun, but that costs so much. <laughs> Look at Daddy's like, oh my god, here we go, AR builds and. <laughs> exactly. We have an AR. We have we have time. We have time. Uh, <laughs> she's she's done some matches where she's actually got to start moving and moving through different courses. Well, that was uh, an accident. Yeah, it was an accidental match we showed up to. We were not prepared, but uh, she made the most of it and did well. You know, we were thinking it was more of a steel challenge, stand in the box, shoot it. And this was more move through these uh, barricades and obstacles and shoot through this window, reload, move over here. So that was a lot of fun. She had a lot of she had a lot of fun doing yeah. that. Different kind of shooting was it? Was it interesting, challenging? Yeah, it was really interesting. Um, I wasn't expecting it because I didn't have a belt or anything, so they had to hold up my magazines while I tried to shoot all the targets. <laughs> nice. Was it fun, though? Yeah, it was really fun. Good, good. Well, I, I can tell you 3-Gun is, is my passion. It, it is a lot of fun. 
we'll, we'll, we'll give you a couple of years and, and let dad get everything together. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. I hope to see you on the range someday and someday soon, hopefully maybe even. Yeah. <laughs> I'll look forward to that. I, I wish we'd connected at the NRA show. We were there. I was walking around and doing my thing and, uh, it would have been fun, but, uh, Till uh, till next time, perhaps. I saw the near defense stamp thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm just really happy for y'all. Um, and you know, obviously, you're a normal, well-adjusted girl. Got a great, great family, great parents. Um, what, what I, I've, I'm kind of curious because, you know, like I said, my daughter's five, five and a half and soon she's going to start having, you know, sleepovers and things like that. Um, what about your friends? W- what do you tell your friends? You know, your close friends, um, do, are they all, I'm kind of on board with it or, um, you know, still within your friends, you kind of just pick and choose who you kind of open up about your, your passion for shooting. Um, honestly, all the people that I've told, no one really cares or makes a big deal out of it. So they don't really talk about it. Good. Well, I say you be you. You keep being awesome and great. And who cares what everybody else thinks, right? Just keep focusing on getting a little better each week, each day. Keep practicing and uh, you're going to do awesome things. fantastic well we're gonna go ahead and let you go now all right you get to the range there you you get your bags out and your guns out and you get some practice in all right all right thank you for having me oh thank thank you thank you all yeah thank thank you for joining us today no problem cool all right well we'll see you later and uh like i said hopefully we'll see you on the range sometime soon Take care, guys. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right. So that's a that was a great interview, Matthew. Yeah, is it different uh, different than a lot of the interviews we've done? Obviously, um, we've never had uh, like a juvenile on on, on the uh, on the podcast, so it's a little bit different a line juvenile. of question. You, you say that, by the way, like like a cop, a juvenile, <laughs> like a juvenile <laughs> delinquent. <laughs> Not in a bad way. It's just that, that's the terminology. I guess. But uh, but yeah. So you know you got to phrase things certain way and 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 be respective and stuff. But I think that the content that comes from from you know um, from Nami is just great. And, and um, you know we normally I think a lot of times we miss that little segment. You know the parents of you know, when do I want to talk to my kid about shooting or, or is it okay for me to get them involved in competition shooting? What age? And, and I think it, it, it shows that she's just a normal girl, just like, you know, every other girl out there, um, you know, just because she likes to shoot doesn't make her any different than the girl who plays volleyball, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I think we're kind of preaching to the choir somewhat. I think most people listening are like, well, yeah, well, of course I'm going to get my kids involved in shooting. Um, I think the bigger question is, is how? How do we do that? How do we encourage it in an appropriate way? Uh, when do we begin? You know, maybe what ages? And, you know, those are those are not always easy questions to answer. 
Um, but what I love about Nami's story is that she sort of chose that timeline uh, or, or time mm-hmm. frame. She, uh, as she mentioned it, she uh, bumped into the Michelex at the at the store. Uh, I think at Cabela's and they were because they were doing a little, you know, probably a, a, just a, a promotional or uh, you know just a celebrity appearance sort of thing, which they do uh, at various stores throughout the country. And uh, so she bumped into them and thought they're pretty cool people. I'm gonna go check them out on YouTube. And saw how awesome that Jerry and 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 Kay and Lena can shoot, and the rest is history. And she wanted to she wanted to be like that, which is awesome. I mean, how awesome is that? By the way, this this tells us the importance of being good ambassadors. Whether you're, I mean, we're not all Jerry Michalik, right? But we can all be good ambassadors for the sport, and hopefully that encourages more people to come into the sport. And that's what it's done here. Uh, if we are, you know, saying inappropriate things online, if we're getting into arguments, particularly with our own people, like that's typically not helpful for the sport. Uh, it, let's be good ambassadors. Let's be helpful. Let's be friendly. Let's, well, I'm starting to sound like a boy scout, uh, probably cause I, I, I was one or am one or whatever, but so, uh, you know, let's be all those, those positive things. And I just think it's amazing that you've got, you know, I'm sure the Mitchellicks have brought many people into the shooting sports, but I love the fact that for this little girl from one meeting, she went, I want to do that. And her parents jumped on board and said, okay, we will support you in that. And, uh, that's, that's awesome. And she didn't get started that long ago. And she's just, I mean, it's amazing how fast you, these kids can pick stuff up. So back to my question, how do we appropriately and properly at the right time, you know, bring our kids uh, into the shooting sports? I I think the earlier, the better. Uh, I've got my three-year-old boy. Now I haven't taken him to shoot a, you know, anything high powered. Uh, I think we've shot the 22. I know that I've shot some air guns with him. Um, And it's not something that we're like pushing really hard, you know, like, it's not like I do it all the time with my three-year-old. I take my, my 11-year-old, you know, shooting a lot more often. It's a lot, you know, it's a lot more convenient and easier to do, but there's lots of little opportunities around the household. I just got my shotgun out the other night to clean it. And he comes into the room. He's like, oh, hey, dad. Uh, and he, he says like this, cool shotgun. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and like just him recognizing that, that that is what it is at the age of three, Hey, that's a shotgun. And, uh, he thinks it's cool. Um, at the same time, like I've taught him basic safety, um, you know, from really about two and a half, as soon as I felt like he could kind of gr- start grasp some, some basic concepts and, and ideas, that's where, where we started. And, and he's pretty responsible even for a three-year-old. At least I've not witnessed anything with him, and that's that's good. So here's the other thing: my 11 year old son, I'd love for him to be this like awesome, phenomenal shooter. And I've worked with him, and I've taught him, and we've spent some time shooting. Um, but it hasn't been something that he's like really pushed. And I'm I'm not the kind of parent that's going to push my kids in into doing something unless they really want to. And so you know, we introduce them. They like it or they don't. My second child, my my oldest daughter, is kind of on the fence about guns. Like, I think she likes the the idea, but I think it still scares her a little bit. Even though we've you know educated and spent some time with her, um, she's still she's just she's a very tender child. My next child, uh, 
the seven-year-old is kind of crazy and uh she, like seriously she she's just a go-getter and 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 will tackle anything that comes her way and she she thinks guns are awesome and she's quite a she's becoming quite the little shooter um and i anticipate that we'll continue to push that with her a little bit because she's showing a lot of interest my son has has had interest but i haven't pushed him you know until recently as we were working on some stuff he's like dad i think i'd kind of like to get into competition oh hey Okay. That's your game. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I think that's what I have to say is like, I, I think we don't want to force our kids into doing something they're not passionate about. But I do think it's wise that we get them started at a young age with basic firearm safety and basic handling. All of my kids can do that right now. Uh, but they're not all turning into, you know, world-class shooters. And honestly, NAMI is world-class. From what I've seen for that age, she is doing awesome. Um, but now my son says, okay, dad, I'm ready to pursue this. Okay. All right. I'm on board. Let's do it. And so he's going with me to, to a match this weekend. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, uh, which I'm excited about. He's not shooting it, but you know, that it, part of that is, is, is getting his feet wet, you know, and it's a three gun match. Like I'm not going to throw my, my 11 year old that, you know, I'm not gonna throw him into a three three gun match without getting him ready for it, and he's he's got a ways to go yet. So, uh, but yeah, we're starting to outfit him with. Uh, I'm getting him a holster set up, his own gun belt. Um, we've selected a gun for him, and you know, for him, what seemed to fit the best and work the best, and a lot of it had to do with the the length of pull to the trigger and things like that was the uh, the XD XDM. Oh yeah which I used to shoot competitively, the XDM uh, 5.25, five and a quarter inch, you know, barrel, nine millimeter. And uh, he shot it recently and and just rocked it and it felt comfortable for him and good in the hands. And so that's what we're going to roll with for now and get him started on that, working on, you know, getting an AR set up a little bit better for him. And and then we'll see about the shotgun as well. So, uh, because I I think he wants to do three gun. So, you know, one step at a time. That's, that's cool, man. That, that's, uh, that's cool. I, I, you know, I, I have a younger daughter. I'm, I only have one daughter, but, uh, she's younger and obviously, um, she, she's not involved in shooting, but I think, um, it, at least not yet, but like, I think one, there's two kind of two aspects to the question that you asked is like, when do you talk to kids and, and get them involved or, or their involvement in shooting? And I liked how you mentioned like, if we do have firearms in the home, then you have to get them involved in basic safety. Right. I mean, and as soon as they start obligated to exactly right. That's, Mm -hmm. that's our obligation. And and I think the sooner, the better, as soon as they start showing an interest to understand what that is and, 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 you know, kind of start to know what right and wrong is. And every kid's going to be a little bit different, right? Like, kids develop differently but as soon as they start showing interest i mean i remember when my daughter um started asking me oh daddy what's what's that and like pointing to my gun and at that point i said this is when we have to start addressing it because now she's starting to be inquisitive it's it, it she recognizes the gun as an object that's different than something else she's seen so that's when i started you know addressing it um with her and, and, and then the second part is you know how you're handling it with with your son and and your daughter as far as like well m- my son shows interest my daughter 
not so much. I'm not going to push either one. I, I leave it open to them. Um, and, you know, obviously you, you are a pro gun home. I mean, you can't go in your home and not know that you have firearms, you're a shooter and things like that. So they're exposed to it, but they make their own decisions. And I think every child is going to be different. And just like, you know, the dad who played high school football and, you know, wanted to go pro, but never went pro. And now he pushes his kid to, to play football regardless because he's going to live out that dream. Right. Mm. I mean, that's not, that's not healthy either. Right. So I think, um, you know, you got to gauge your children individually and every, every child is going to develop differently. And, and, but I think the biggest thing is we owe, we have that responsibility to teach safety yep. if we have firearms in the home, period. Um, you know, sometimes it, what we see when parents really push their kids to do something that the parents are passionate about, but maybe the kids aren't, is they get to a point in their life where they're just, they they start to hate it. Like I was yeah. shocked. Uh, if you read, uh, I haven't read it yet, but I've talked with, uh, I think it was Jacob actually, maybe Jacob and I were talking about, it. I think he maybe read, uh, Andre Agassi's, uh, autobiography or maybe it was somebody else, but they were just talking about how like Andre, uh, he hates tennis. Like he hates playing tennis, wow. but yet he was one of the world's best. And it's just cause like, uh, I mean, he got, you know, I mean, and maybe he enjoyed it at one time. I don't know, but, but he got, you know, he got into something. It was, it was, you know, pushed pretty heavily. He got to be really good at it. And it's hard to not do stuff that you're really good at. Mm -hmm. And that's sometimes true in, you know, occupations in life. Like uh, maybe you, you know, there's been a tendency sometimes, especially in older days, you know, where son would sort of follow the father in the footsteps as far as the occupation because, you know, they grow up and that's what they learn and that's what they do and they get good at it and it just makes sense. But that's maybe not necessarily what they're passionate about. I'd say in this day and age, we're much better at following our, our passions. And I, I think that's a, a positive thing. But what I was going to say is that, you know, I was, I was a big time baseball player when I was a kid. I loved baseball. I still love baseball. I wanted my son uh, to, you know, excel in baseball. And we got him going and, and he started learning and I could just see it wasn't, it wasn't his thing. And, you know, a couple of seasons and it was like, you know, I kind of was like, I wasn't trying to push it hard. It was just, okay, let's just see if, if it takes off or if, if that interest is there. And it didn't, you know? And so this year, season came around. I'm like, you know, you know, tryouts. I'm like, dude, you, you want to play? He's like, Oh, I guess so. And I'm like, well, don't you, or do you, or don't you, you know? Oh, I don't know. I guess so. And I think he was just saying it just cause he didn't, you know, he knows how much I like it. Mm -hmm. And so when I really poked and prodded at him, he was like, yeah, I don't really, you know, care to, I think he would just cause like, okay, well it's something to do, but, but I could tell it wasn't his passion. And it was shortly after that, we kind of had that conversation about passions. And he was like, dad, I think I want to you know, pursue the competition thing. So yeah, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I liked the aspect too, that we touched on with Nami and, and her dad, Josh, as far as, as, as we get our kids, especially right now, it's so prevalent in our media and mainstream media in particular, where kids and guns is kind of almost this negative thing. And uh, obviously we know that that's, that's not the case or shouldn't be the case, but that's how it's being perceived. And so you might have some um, interesting situations where people that don't really understand might, you know, raise a little bit of a stink, if you will, uh, with you or your child, because you're encouraging them to learn how to shoot. So I, I thought there were some good things that came out of that discussion with Josh. 
And I would just say, like, I think it's a, I, I see that as a great opportunity. Uh, not to, not to use my children, but the fact that my kids maybe get interested and get passionate about guns and they get into it, then that I do see as a potential opportunity that people will take notice of that. And that opens the door to have those conversations like, look, like this is, this is a fun, worthwhile thing that can be enjoyed positively and safely and teaches kids self-discipline just like karate no one complains about karate, right, or gymnastics or anything like that, because I'll tell you the the mental, you know, discipline that's required to shoot a gun, and especially to shoot it competitively, it's it's pretty intense. In fact, it may be more intense than a lot of those other things because if you actually screw up, you can hurt yourself really badly. So yeah. uh, that's obviously why safety is instilled from you know from the very first uh, because safety can be ingrained and it can become very, very natural and automatic. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the, what I see is it as is, a, is an opportunity to have those conversations and to educate others. Yeah, and, and, and the couple of the questions that Nami answers um, about, you know, especially the one that stood out to me was the, the woman who responded to her in her church and said, when, when she said about her uh, shooting competitions and she said, do you kill people or something like that? Yeah. And, and I mean, not only is that just completely inappropriate to ask a child, right. But it just shows that the guttural, like misunderstanding, like complete lack of understanding when it comes to firearms and, and uh, the purpose outside of being used in mass shootings. Right. And so I think you know, it's unfortunate that 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 type of, I guess, ignorance towards firearms in general gets pushed onto kids like that. I mean, I, I just couldn't. I, I don't know. I, I, as a parent, I'd be pretty ticked off if, if another adult asked my daughter, you know, uh, you know, does your daddy kill people because he carries concealed or something? You know, just that's just totally inappropriate, and, and yeah. so. Um, I think it go, you know, just kind of, as I'm speaking, I'm thinking we have, when we're talking about the Michaliks and how they were in a, a good ambassador, right. They were an ambassador, uh, showing, you know, getting this, this child involved in one meeting in, in the, the positive aspects of, of firearms. Right. And this woman is an ambassador to ignorance of some, you know what I mean? Like we can really influence the people we meet, um, by our, by little actions. And I guarantee you that comment from that woman is going to stick with NAMI for a long, long time. And, and so we really need to, to understand what we're, what we're saying, what we're talking about, especially when we're, we're influencing children and things like that. They look up to us, they remember things. And, um, yeah, that's, that was, that's something that stood out to me. I was like, wow, I, I don't want to get involved. You know, I don't want to get too into the weeds with that one, but that was, uh, that was pretty shocking. Yeah. Well, cool. We are so, uh, honored to have had Nami and her dad, Josh on the podcast with us today. So, uh, thank you to them. Uh, hey, we're going to bring back a segment, Matthew, that we haven't done also in a while. Um, I think some of that's just because we've kind of had some some different interviews and different shows, and it just sort of maybe disrupted the normal uh, flow of things, I guess. And so today, we're bringing back, for your consideration, 
the pick of the week. Pick of the week. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to get you, Matthew, to record some sort of little jingle for us, and we can play that every, you know, <laughs> the pick of the week or something. <laughs> anyway, because <laughs> whatever you just did, it sounded good, man. All right. All right. So I've got a pick this week, guys. I have here in my hands. So this is personally purchased and planning to use it. Hopefully very soon. Not in time for this weekend's match, but um, I have here the OT Defense Firearm Stippling Kit, and this is the Deluxe Kit, and uh, I am super excited. Uh, number one, I, I love tinkering, and I love you know like doing tactile sort of things. I mean, I was a carpenter, and specifically, I... I, I thrived with finished carpentry, whether it was cabinets or high-end trim work or whatever. Back in my old previous life, that was uh, I just I, I'm 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 really good at that. In case you didn't know, <laughs> and so it, it's exciting to me to get a little tool or toy. No, it's a tool uh, to where I get to use my hands and I get to craft something from my gun. And obviously, hey, this is uh, not. Something that should be done by anybody at home. Uh, don't try this at home, folks, you know, unless you're willing to potentially destroy your gun <laughs> or make a real big mess. I've um, seen some get destroyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, you just search firearm stippling uh, fail or something on, on Google, and you'll get image after image of the most gross, nasty, hideous, <laughs> terrible firearm stippling jobs you've ever seen. Um, but... I'm fairly confident I can do a, a reasonable job. Uh, so uh, at least if I don't get it right the first time, I will <laughs> I'll sand it down and I'll try again. Um, but I'm just super excited because I like, uh, particularly on my competition gun, I like a lot of grip. And actually, more than probably the average person, I like a lot of grip. I was just in a Facebook group the other day on the P365, and somebody commented that they thought the stippling on the P365 was too aggressive. And I was like, what? <laughs> Like, uh, what is wrong with you? <laughs> uh, okay, I, I get that. Uh, not every, you know, it, hey, whatever floats your boat, man. Like, you know, different strokes for different folks. Uh, but that is a little gun. And for you to shoot it effectively, you need a, whatever contact you can get with that gun, it needs to be very positive contact. And so, and honestly, I feel like the stippling on it is kind of. A normal mill of the run, you know, kind of, I mean, it's a, it's the same stippling that's on their 320s and things like that. And I think it's generally pretty effective. It works pretty well. Um, but I'll probably take it to the next level potentially, but I'm going to, I'm going to stipple my uh, competition gun. To be honest with you, I don't care if my competition gun looks, you know, pretty. <laughs> I only care if it works. Like, can I shoot this thing fast and, and really well? Um, so I've got a little piece of polymer here. I'm going to practice on. I've got some different tips that came from OT defense. If you get the deluxe kit, you get a bunch of tips, like, I don't know, 20 tips. I don't know if it's that many or not, but I've got quite a few here in the case. Uh, they have a, a standard kit that only comes with a couple and you can order different tips a la carte, uh, whatever, you know, you think is going to float your boat. Uh, but anyway, it included a little piece of polymer to practice on. Uh, I'm not sure this, this feels a little bit a little bit harder than a SIG grip, but we'll see. And the other thing I like too, by the way, Matthew, why I will definitely start with a SIG uh, 320 as opposed to like a Glock is because if I actually do screw something up, you can order new grip modules for those SIGs pretty easily. Yeah. Screw up a Glock, you're replacing the whole frame. 
Yeah. Yeah. Big, big difference there. Yeah. Anyway, that's my pick this week. I'm super excited. Uh, next week, after I get back from this match, uh, I'm going to give it a try and see, you know, I'll try to keep folks posted. If they're interested in following that, I'll, I'll make sure I take some photos, maybe do even some videos or something as I go through the process. Cool. Excited to check it out. Yeah, man. What's your pick? I have the Burnett live fire drill cards here. Nice. Um, yeah, so I, I've had this book for for a while, um, and so if you're not familiar, we've talked about it. I think a couple times on the podcast, but it just has uh, every. There's 45 different drills in it right now, um, where y- you open up the drill. It tells you how to set the drill up, um, how to set the drill up. Lets you record your time, your loadout, distance. If you were carrying concealed or open carry. Um, and so you can track your training. It tells you exactly how to run the drill, what you need, the distances, how many targets, what you, what targets you need. You can go to their webpage, print out the targets that you're going to need. Everything's right there. Um, it's just an awesome, awesome way to track your training and keep and realize if you're making progress. Um, and then the reason why I, it was my pick for this week, um, outside of it being cool is that I just got the trial packs that Steve Burnett's coming out with. Um, and these are like packs of specific drills, you know, three drills that you can take and kind of just work on a specific skill set. Right. So, um, you know, out of 45 drills, they're not all working on, you know, let's say recoil management. So you strip out three drills that work on recoil management or trigger discipline and you combine it all together. And this is what you can take to the range and kind of um, work on on those specific drills. So really cool, um, constantly innovating and updating, you know, how, how they, how you can use the book. So if you haven't checked it out, um, I highly recommend getting one of these books. Um, it's the Burnett Live Fire Drill Card book. Um, you can also, even though it's a live fire drill cards, you can use it for, there are drills in there that you can do dry fire with. So it's, mm. it's pretty versatile. Yeah. By the way, I know we have a short link for that. Uh, you can go to concealedcarry.com forward slash LFDC, and that'll take you right to a page. You can learn more about the Burnett live fire drill cards, uh, whole, the whole, the whole shebang. So, yeah. And then, and then I don't think I mentioned the, the link for OT Defense's firearm stippling kit. Um, that's otdefense.com. OT, like Oscar Tango, uh, otdefense.com if you want to check out uh, those uh, stippling kits. I ordered it directly from them. I think you can find them on Brownells and probably Midway USA as well. Um, but the price was about the same. And honestly, their customer service was really good. Uh, it shipped super quick. Like, I was impressed. Like, I'm pretty sure they're a pretty small shop. And I mean, like, I, I think I ordered it on Friday of last week, and Monday was a holiday, and I, I wasn't expecting anything. And miraculously, Postal Service showed up on Monday and delivered it. I was like, what? <laughs> so, I mean, they're based, I think, over in Oregon. Uh, I think OT stands for Oregon Trail, I think, if I got that right otdefense.com so that was anyway. a cool that was a cool game back in the, back in the <laughs> you played that too huh oregon trail on the apple 2c the green screen yeah of course <laughs> dying of dysentery and oh yeah for sure man man I, oh, I forgot about that game 
my my grandmother, if you can believe it, had a computer before my family, before my parents, you know, saw the value of having a computer. And and she had one exactly one of those old like little <laughs> tiny, you know, I mean the screen was like the size of my smartphone now. I mean, that was, it was a little right. bigger than that, but you know what I mean. Small little screen, green, and uh, boy, I played Oregon Trail a lot. Yeah. <laughs> the the, the, the hunting part was the best part of the game, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. You get yourself a bear, a deer, a couple of rabbits, squirrels. <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're younger than like, what, 35, you probably have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> Oh, good stuff, man. Well, hey, that wraps it up for another episode today. Um, just a reminder that today's episode is brought to you by Guardian Nation, as well as the uh, Concealed Carry Gun Tools app. So you can check those out at guardiannation.com, and the app is at concealedcarry.com forward slash app. So we hope that you'll support this podcast by supporting our sponsors, and uh, yeah, that allows that allows us to continue doing what we do. Also, uh, if you haven't checked us out in a while on Facebook, head on over to Facebook. Type in if you're not already following our page, you can just search Concealed Carry Inc. All one word, or if you just plug in Concealed Carry, you, either way, you should find our page. It should be one of the top results. Uh, search Concealed Carry, get to our page. I think if you go to uh, facebook.com forward slash Concealed Carry Inc., um, that will actually also get you to our page. So if you haven't liked it already, like it, and then make sure you catch our live feeds that we try to do each Tuesday and Thursday uh, for the podcast and and at other times as well. We're on Instagram as well. We are on YouTube. Uh, Check out our YouTube channel, uh, and that is concealedcarry.com spelled out all one word concealedcarry.com that's how you can find us on YouTube as well so with that we are going to sign off Matthew thanks for doing today's episode with me bud Uh, thank you sir and so with that a reminder to you all to train right train often and train safe so you can fight hard fight fast and fight true that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand applicable laws. The Concealed Carry Podcast, Concealed Carry Inc., ConcealedCarry.com, and their affiliates strive to share insights and stories about firearm-related incidents and laws, but things could be different where you live, or laws may have changed by the time you listen to this. We cannot be held liable for your actions based on the information shared in this podcast.